This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Welcome to the sexiest Facebook Booker episode ever. Episode 207, where we're going to hit you with the smooth, melodic tones. Jerry on a spot, and Rich DeRiz, right here, live, right now at this very moment, which is not the one you're listening, because it's not live, this is a podcast, obviously. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to get inside your ears, we're going to bring it up with, with all the wrestling you can... Stroke your shaft to, or not. <laughs> so much for subtle. Yeah, <laughs> we don't. We're not subtle. We're raw and real. Richter is. Tell me about. Tell me. Tell. Tell the basement book of us about your life. They don't want to hear that. No one wants to hear tell, that. Tell. Tell. You don't want to hear it anymore. Tell something interesting that you did this week, so we know that you're a person and not a robot that reads lines. Oh well, I ran into a buddy of mine at work today, and he told me that another mutual friend of ours at work, got Bruce Pritchard to call him. Call him for what? Just to bullshit. I guess I didn't have a chance to ask, but I'm guessing it was one of those deals where, like, you send the money and then they call you. Oh. They, one, one day they're going to pay you to do that. That'd be sweet. They're going to be like, oh. Someone, someone is going to get really disappointed. No, they're not. <laughs> you know why? Because it's going to be like, oh, oh, man, you know, my friend... Oh, he has trouble sleeping. Uh, what? How do I? How do You're I fix this? Well, <laughs> I know just the guy. <laughs> you just you did a nursery rhyme by Rich Lariz. What's he do? Uh, there was an old woman. <laughs> uh, she lived in your shoe. I don't read like uh, that. <laughs> yeah, I don't read like that. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. Because the other day, no. I was thinking, boy, Rich would. Really read it that way. Nope. So that's your story? You, you, you Bruce Pritchard? Right? I thought that was pretty interesting. I thought it was. Maybe we should get somebody to call you. Who do you want? For, maybe for your birthday. To, we can get somebody to call you. Who do you want to call you? Hmm. But they have to be not really famous anymore. Oh. And affordable. Hey man, I don't make the rules. Yeah, you do. Considering that this is your offer, yeah, you just made the rules. Okay, so maybe we can get... I don't think Kurt Angle does that anymore. He used to. Did he? Yeah. Call people? Yeah, you could pay to get a message from Kurt Angle. Oh, wait, about uh, what about uh, Mean Gene, the fucking the hotline? You want to do that? No, with that, you had to pay to call them. Well, maybe... I mean, listen, I don't think anyone's calling the hotline anymore, so... No, because it was like $5 a minute or something insane. So I think he's free. So four minutes, 20 bucks. $20? You know what four minutes is like on the phone? I can get you four minutes with Sonny, but your wife might have a problem with that. Probably. You should be like, four minutes? I only need two. Yeah, I don't think I... uh... Probably wouldn't really. What? This is going to be entitled the sexiest episode of the Basement Bookers podcast. Great. You ready for the? Now no one's going to listen to it. They're like, I don't know if these guys know what sexy means. I mean, I've seen these guys. I've seen them. 
they've seen us. You ready for your appetizer? Don't ask me if I'm ready. They're not for me. For the people. Book of verse. I don't. How are you ready stuff. for your appetizer? You know what they say, bro. Don't get high on your own supply. All right. Speaking of not sexy, sorry, that was fucked up. Tamina announced on Instagram that she underwent surgery on January 31st for a right shoulder supraspinatus tear. Can't you say rotator cuff? I can, but I, you know, that's the technical term. It's tear of one of the muscles in the rotator cuff. Did you know that she worked the rumble like that? Yep. Did you know that Tamina has two kids? I didn't. Now you know. Cool. That woman is tough. So I, if I were you, Rich Deriz, who's always talking shit about Tamina, I'd watch what I'd say. Because she'll fuck you up. She's got two kids, and she did the rubble with a torn rotator cuff. Well, listen. If she's listening, thanks. And sorry. That's right. According to Mike Johnson at PWInsider.com, Big Cass has been working out at the Performance Center following reconstructive ACL surgery. He says the man whose height can't be taught is in great shape, but isn't taking bumps yet. The original estimate for his return had him coming back around May. I'm so, sorry, who? I'm sorry, Big Ass? No. Big Cass? Big Cass. Oh, go. I gotta say <laughs> it right. <laughs> Big Cass. Seven feet tall. Can't keep that. Because it's height. And, and it's genetics, really. You're going to like this one. WWE announced this week they signed former bodybuilder Amanpreet Singh, formerly known as... Ah! Ma- formerly known as Mahabali Shira. Another dancing Indian. Great. Just what we need. Is he going to have the same gimmick? Boy, I hope so. I hope not. He's going to show up like the new Deacon Batista. He's going to have a fucking chain... He's gonna have a collection little fucking box collection on. box. He's gonna be with uh uh Devon. D- All right, here's what you do: you take him and you put him as the Velveteen Dreams heavy. There you go. You're welcome, NXT writer or SmackDown writer that steals my shit. That's interesting. Yeah, steal that so I can see it on TV. That would be a very interesting pairing. Yeah. And he's got to not be insecure where he can't let Velveteen Dream fill up his chest when he wants. Right. What I am dreading is if they just say, oh, he's Indian. Let's uh, let's put him with gender. They could, but they shouldn't. Right. I agree they shouldn't. Yeah. They might. But they the indi- shouldn't. The, indiva- the individuality is good. I li- I, I think that they've realized that. That they have Nakamura on one show and Asuka on another show and Deotami on a third. That they're not just making... Oh, these guys, they're, they're all from Japan. Velveteen put them together. Dream to Raw, please. With that guy. Yeah, Mahabali Shira. I don't care. I can't say his name, so I'm not going to try because it'll I'm sound a... racist. Wait, which one? His real name or the Mahabali Shira name? All of it. <laughs> I just said I don't want to sound racist. Okay. They also announced this week that they have mutually agreed to part ways with Rich Swan. Oh, no. I guess we'll see him in TNA. I hope. Well, it hasn't been officially announced either to the public or the talent yet, and this is very good news, I think. 
It appears that after WrestleMania, WWE will be doing away with single-branded pay-per-views. According to Dave Meltzer, this is likely due to low attendance, particularly for SmackDown shows, in addition to the odd booking schedules that came with the brand-exclusive formula. Wrestling, the Wrestling Observer radio crew goes on to speculate that all pay-per-views will be expanded to four hours to get all the feuds on the card. Oh, no! That is speculation. Oh, God. However, I think that I think that's a good idea. That's fucking horrific! Of nope. course you think it's a good idea! Fuck that, man! Ew! Four hours! But, okay, wait. Alright, so... I guess if I was going and paying money to be there, which I'm not... I guess that's getting your buddy's worth, but I gotta sit here for four hours and watch all that shit? Think about this. Fuck that! Yeah? What do you think of Raw usually? It's fucking boring, bro. Long and boring, right? Yeah, three hours is a long time. It's three hours, so, and and pay-per-views are three hours. But what makes a pay-per-view special if it's not longer than Raw? (laughs) I can't take this. I can't take this. I can't do this. Oh my god. He's also speculating that the matches might be shorter in order to get more matches on, more talent on the on the show. That's stupid too. That's so dumb. They gotta, they gotta be in the middle. You, you can't make the matches sh- shorter. How do you, how are you gonna tell a clear and concise story that way? All well, he didn't say a lot. Because then shorter. if they do that, they're gonna. I I know what they're gonna do. They're gonna they're gonna shit all over the tag team matches. Which you shouldn't shorten. You gotta highlight everybody's thing. And they're gonna shit on the mid card. Man. And that the plan seems to be to have just 14 pay per views in 2018 and back to 12 in 2019. That means once a month. Yes. Okay. That's something that I can get behind. That is excellent news for us in terms of viewing these pay per views. That is terrible news for me in terms of having to write more episodes. It's terrible news for you also not being the champ. <laughs> Listen, I'm coming for that belt. <laughs> You've been for a long time, man. And when I At finally point, get it. At you're probably spitting powder out. All right? Listen. <laughs> At which point, when I finally, finally get my rightful championship back. Yeah, okay. Listen, you, no, all right? Let's stop. Why don't you dream about something more obtainable, like, I don't know, winning the lottery? You have more of a chance of getting struck by lightning or winning the lottery than you do taking this championship away from me, brother. Dollar in a dream. Speaking of long shots, um, did you see the NWA video with James Ellsworth challenging NWA champion Nick Aldis to a match? No, that is my answer. I haven't. And now I don't care to. Nick Aldis looks like he could fucking slice carrots on his nipples. And James <laughs> Ellsworth, you know, he doesn't have a chin. Where's his chin? And exactly. So if he doesn't have a chin, how can you knock but him out? Doesn't he know you're supposed to put your you're supposed to put your nose to the grindstone, not your chin? Look, I don't know. He's an unfortunate looking fella. <sighs> Poor guy. Yeah. However, I would have sold the Bronco Bucks from Carmelo. I think Eddie, 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 red-blooded American would. Or otherwise. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to specifically say American. I'll remember to get that out there. I might have shifted position slightly to do so, but 
Yes, who wouldn't have mind? I don't think. Anyway, uh, awesome. Shall we discuss the rumor of CM Punk versus Floyd Mayweather? In I the think UFC? it's stupid. I uh, <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen. Now, if it were to happen, right? I think it would be Punk would be a warm up mm-hmm. for Floyd for the uh, um for the UFC and the rules and everything because. Go, like the odds makers already worked it out. Punk is a uh my at minus three hundred. Punk is the favorite in that fight. Yeah, because he's been in a fight. One doesn't matter. It's one more than Floyd Mayweather, and he's trained. However, Floyd has a lot more combat experience than Punk does. Dude, you can't win a UFC fight. All right. If if Punk is retarded enough, which he's not, I don't think. If he's retarded enough to get into a striking match with the greatest boxer alive today, then yes, I will bet on Floyd Mayweather. However, CM Punk will wrestle him and he will strangle him. It's one thing to train. It's another thing to... Get into a fight like that. So you see Punk winning by Anaconda Vice? Yes. And then he's going to hit the GTS. Ah. Yeah, yeah. So, nah. I don't... If I'm Floyd Mayweather, and I'm not, I would not entertain the idea. I would not taint my legacy by being strangled in the octagon. He's like 50. By a virtual rookie. Yeah, he's like 50. Oh, yeah. Punk... I mean, he had better cardio than Connor. That's different, though. That's that's his house. That's boxing, dude. Like, what's you? If but you, in boxing, thing is, like, think think about this. In boxing, you can't hit him. But you can't in boxing. You can't lay on your opponent. That's right. You can't. And the referee, like, is all over you. But the ref is not going to stop me from fucking smothering you. And taking you down to the ground. I challenge Floyd Mayweather to a UFC fight. I've never had a UFC fight. I could beat him. So are you paying Dana White to be on a UFC card or how's this No, he's gonna pay me because I just I just talked all the trash. Twenty bucks. Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars on me will get you two million dollars. Probably if I win. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm betting on you, just in case. Just in case, because there's a there's a chance. There's a chance he might have a heart attack. He might. He might have a heart attack. And like this is too funny. What is this? He, he might. He might trip over you and hit his head. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. I'm working out, dude. I work out. I got a bench. I'm getting stronger now. I have biceps now. All right, Come so on, so you so you think Punk would clearly outclass Floyd? Yes. In the octagon. Yes. You versus Punk. Me versus CM Punk. Yeah. Well, let's see. Seeing as I have zero training, probably him. Most likely him. Okay. Definitely him. I'm. I'm just. Making... I mean, he's stronger than I am. Uh, he's probably not insecure like I am, so he's all about, you know, putting his body on me and stuff. I might be like, I don't, I don't know if I want to, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. I so, so, if you get, so if you get him on the ground, you're not just going to 
just be on top when of him. I, and... When I when I get him on the ground, what I'm going to do is I'm going to rub my beard in, into his his whatever. It's his not legal. Pectoral, and and I'm going to. Pretty sure it's not legal. I'm going to fucking get some layers of skin off of that fucker, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna when I climb on top of him, and I will, and, and the ref counts. Wait, no, it's not. That's not how it works. Nope. But I'm pretty sure I can beat him. You gotta, you gotta get on top of him, and then you just gotta lay into him. I just, I'm just gonna do. It's like to me, ground and pound. To me, it's, it's. You know, look, bro, it's my mentality, bro. I have this mentality where, like, if if I go in there to fight, it's life or death. Like, I am gonna go in there to kill him. That is my intent. I won't. I won't be able to. I'm gonna get beat up. I'm, I'm gonna get hit once, and then I'm unconscious. But the point is, the point is, I am going to make the attempt for money. Because I think if you lose, you still get like 25 grand. I'm good. That's like... Well, you might not get 25 grand, but UFC fighters get like... Yeah, UFC fighters. Bro, give me all the ultimate fighter. You want want trash talk, bro. I could do it. No, you gotta go on uh, Dana White looking for a fight. Yeah, I'll go on Dana White looking for a fight. They're gonna follow me around. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is where I record my podcast with my buddy. That's where they found Mickey Gall. Recording a podcast? No, looking for a fight. Yeah, I'm looking for a fight. Here's because they're gonna follow me around like cribs. This is my room. This is where I play PlayStation. Well, really, they just go to like the independent. Um, fight leagues? I don't have a fight league. I do a podcast and I have a Twitch channel, so they have to come here to my gym. Okay. And then, like, that's my weight bench next to where my fiance hangs the clothes where they dry. That's my kettlebell. And that there is the detergents for the laundry. <laughs> you should say you order, you order those giant gallon jugs of laundry detergent and you just toss them around that's i just i regimen. toss them around i toss them from from here where you see them under the bench into the uh shopping cart that the laundry goes in and hopefully nothing breaks nothing breaks because i'm an expert at that because breaking one of those gallons of laundry detergent would actually be a lot worse than breaking just the shopping think of cart. the entertainment value of this beating me up yeah i don't want to fight i don't want to fight anybody Okay, did you hear about this Billy Jack Haynes thing? I've heard of Billy Jack, but I don't know Billy Jack Haynes. Billy Jack Haynes was a wrestler back in the day. He's saying that, um, let me find right here. Uh, he was, uh, he worked as hired muscle for an Arkansas politician who was corrupt. Uh, he does, uh, oh, in ni- 1987, this was. Hmm. Is he a wrestler? He was. Okay. And he witnessed two uh, two kids get killed and then tossed onto train tracks so trains could run, run over them. How the fuck do you live with that? Uh, I don't know. You want to... Should I go to the interview and see if the interview asked him that? <sighs> I don't think the interview would ask him that. I don't know. That's kind of dark. Even for us. That That is pretty dark. I, you know what? I think you said what you had to on that. <laughs> like, I, I can't go from fucking... To make pretend that I'm going to fight CM Punk and Floyd Mayweather and talk about murdered kids and their bodies being thrown on train tracks. I can't make that transition. Well, now we know your limit. Yeah. Fuck, dude. 
I'm sorry. There we go. Better. <coughs> God damn. And that's all. It's fucking dark. For the appetizers this week. Great. <laughs> fucking. What, what? Way to go, Rich Torres. Way to, way to bring us to, to fantasy booking wrestling. Oh, yeah, by the way, this guy, uh, Billy Jack Haynes, yeah, he saw two kids get murdered and thrown on train tracks. And now for Riz is Raw! <laughs> this is what I had to deal with, people. This fucking guy. <laughs> I put, I fucking, all I did was put my hand down on my armrest, and it fucking brought the whole thing down. <laughs> Whatever. That's going to freak some people out. Or you cut that out. Or you shut the fuck up. How about that? I, I'm going <laughs> to... I will simultaneously read Riz's Raw and shut the fuck up. You are a man of many talents, just like Angelo Dawkins. A list. Man, I don't, I don't think anyone books... Anyone as cool as Angelo Dawkins is booked on your SmackDown. Yeah, I, I got a lot of emails... Uh, after last week of not him not being on, very angry people. Mm. I didn't mean to upset anybody. I missed him. No one wrote anything. Well, Riz's Raw, as always, starts with a recap of last week's Raw. Sasha asked Riz for a match against Asuka to avenge her friend Bailey's loss to the champ at the Book of Rumble, but lost by a cross arm breaker submission and was attacked by Emma after the match until Bailey ran in to break it up. Nakamura beat Kevin Owens with the Kinshasa to retain his U.S. championship. The revival match against the club ended in a no contest when the Arthur Payne attacked and left everyone laying. And they finished off Luke Gallows with the Magic Killer. Kayla Braxton discovers Blake and Murphy arriving to the, at the arena to negotiate their contract with the Riz. And Samoa Joe celebrates his Royal Rumble win with the WWE Universe until Ambrose interrupts, asking for a shot at his number one contendership. But Riz makes the match for a chance at a number one contendership, which Ambrose loses to Joe's Muscle Buster. Mm. Segment one. The club are seen backstage looking for the Authors of Pain. Looking, looking. They don't find him. Are you fucking serious? I wrote this all last night. I was tired. Are you fucking serious? Did you say looking, looking, looking? I did. Couldn't find them. (laughs) Just say... (laughs) They didn't. <laughs> I want to give a little bit more of an, an, a picture, a mental picture of them looking. All right. And looking and looking. Get ready. Get ready. You ready? The club are looking for the authors of pain. They didn't find them. Yet. Maybe. Listen. That's for that segment. This is Riz's Raw. Oh, okay. All right. Don't mind me, brother. I'm just trying to help. Segment two. <coughs> the announcers tell the WWE Universe that as a result of the goings-on over the past few weeks, Riz has made this women's tag team match, Sasha and Bailey versus Emma and Asuka. Neither the champion or her partner look too pleased to be tagging together, and after some back and forth, Asuka allows Emma to start the match for her team. Sasha insists on starting for her team after Emma's attack on her following the match last week. Emma is vicious and dominant, suplexing Sasha from pillar to post until finally, as if to prove a point, Emma shoves Asuka into her corner, allowing Bailey to tag in to get some of her own Emma plexes. 
Asuka is just watching from the apron. Finally, Emma locks Sasha in the Emma lock, and with no help from Bailey, who's still recovering on the outside, Sasha has to tap. Emma keeps the hold on, though, until the ref's four count, at which point she releases the Emma lock and proceeds to put Sasha in the Asuka lock while staring directly at the champion. Now Asuka's infuriated and runs into the ring, but Emma lets it go and rolls out of the ring with Asuka shouting at her in Japanese from inside the ring. Stop doing that. I know you're doing it on purpose. What? Coughing, trying to fuck with me. I'm not. When I edit, I'm not. you know Future Jared doesn't appreciate that shit. I'm not, I'm not. I don't cough on purpose. I'm going to text you every time. <laughs> like you're going to you want to silence your phone. Okay. Please silence your cell phones. Segment three. Rusev and Lana come out to address the WWE Universe. I apologize. I cannot do a Rusev accent. I don't care as long as Rusev's there. Fucking guy. Two weeks ago, I was in the Booker Rumble longer than anyone. I dominated the Rumble from the number one position. And last week, I wasn't even on Raw. It is disgrace. There, I tried. This week, I asked GM Riz for competition so I could prove my dominance further. Who does he have for me to crash? Rusev throws the microphone down and paces the ring like caged animal. And here comes his opponent, Jack Swagger. The announcers put over the rivalry these two had over the U.S. title when Rusev first came on the scene. They have an even back-and-forth contest, but a strategic thumb to the eye by Rusev gains him the upper hand over the all-American, American, American. Rusev then takes him down and locks in the accolade, and Swagger has to tap. Lana hands Rusev the mic. Rich there is! I want a shot at getting my U.S. title back! And he tosses the mic down again and storms up the ramp. The announcers are plugging our sponsor this week, Orzel Vodka. So smooth, your kids will think it's water and not bother drinking it. When they're interrupted by a commotion backstage. A camera finally catches up to the action, and apparently the club found the authors of pain, but apparently two-on-two isn't a fair enough fight against the authors, and we see them gain the upper hand on the club, but here comes the revival to get some payback for ruining their match last week. It's chaos backstage. Agents, officials, and security work to get the three teams separated as we go to commercial. Segment 5. Kayla Braxton is in Riz's office. Riz, the night is off to a pretty hectic start with Emma and the three tag teams just now. How do you plan to contain all these egos? First off, you're right. It's getting out of hand here, and it needs to be contained. Let's just say that I have something in store for our volatile tag division in two weeks at the Booker, uh, Booker Mania. Can you clue us in as to what it could be? Well, I'm still working with our engineers on logistics, but let's just say if this can't contain our tag teams, nothing will. For tonight, however, since the club, Authors of Pain, and Revival have all the steam they need to blow off, they'll get to do so in our main event in a triple threat tag team match. Well, we look forward to that match tonight and to more details on your plans, but I have to ask. The WWE Universe has been all over social media speculating on what happened in your meeting last week with Blake and Murphy. Can you tell us what their demands were? Liz chuckles. Well, I can't get into specifics, but I'll say this. They made some bold demands and some lofty promises to back them up. The only one I can, I can disclose is that in a few weeks, when we hold our draft lottery, they won't be going anywhere. The rest, you'll find out soon enough. Thanks. Segment 6. Ryback and Bob Backlund come out to the ring and Backlund talks. Mr. Young, you went out and recruited a terrible villain in the Iron Sheik to train you. As the history books tell us, villainy doesn't get you anywhere. You have to abide by the rules. You have to do as you're told. You can't talk to people the way the Iron Sheik does. He has no class, no manners, and no respect. A man who doesn't give respect deserves none in return. I'm sure he's training you in his villainous ways, Mr. Young. Well, my protege, Mr. Ryback, and I won't stand for it. 
As you've seen, we've been training like gentlemen. Mr. Ryback is learning both skill and class. Two things you will never learn. Iron Sheik, Mr. Ryback here has given me permission to issue a challenge to your client, Mr. Young, on his behalf at Bookamania. And if you know what's in store for your client, pay attention to this match. Mojo Rawley comes out and tries to start off fast against Ryback, but the big guy is too strong. And he's pretty quick himself after his recent training sessions. Ryback ends up tossing Mojo around a bit before hitting the shell shock for three. After the match, Backlund shouts into the nearest camera. Did you see that, Mr. Young? That's what my training could have done for you. Now, instead of di dishing out that kind of punishment, you'll be taking it. We'll see you at Bookermania. Segment 7. Backstage, AJ Styles is shown talking to the club. As he walks away, Tom Phillips intercepts him. AJ, AJ, first off, great match. Congratulations on your win at the Rumble. Thank you, Tom. AJ, could you tell the WWE Universe what Luke Gallows said to you last week? The rumor mill is out of control. They're speculating that the Bullet Club might be getting back together. Tom, the rumor mill doesn't know a damn thing. It churns and churns and keeps spitting out the same garbage. The Bullet Club is still together, right where we left it, in Japan, where it belongs. It's in the very capable hands of a few guys I know very well. Gallows and Anderson and I are doing just fine the way things are on our own. Okay, then what was it that Gallows said to you? And why did they cue your music during the match and not someone else's? If what Luke Gallows said to me were anyone's business, he would have said it publicly. And as far as why they chose my music, I don't know, maybe for this very reason, to cause speculation? You'll have to ask them that. I said my piece on it, they understand I didn't appreciate it, and that's it. We handled it. And AJ walks up. Segment 8. In the no countout, no disqualification atmosphere, usually the club would dominate, but with a third team added to the mix, this match is considerably less one-sided. The club and Revival primarily focus on the authors, but once they get the upper hand, they fight each other. It's clear that they know the authors are the biggest threat in the match, but neither of them want to be seen as second fiddle to the other. Tables, chairs, monitors, steps, everything at ringside was used to someone's advantage at some point during the match. The tag champs, the New Day, are shown watching from backstage. They've dealt with the club in the past and know the threat of the authors of pain, but the Revival haven't really been on their radar. Riz may not have said it, but this match could determine their next challenges. Back to the action, and it's starting to look like the old Harley, Hardys, Dudleys, Edge, and Christian TLC matches. Each member of the authors of pain have been put through tables, and the club and Revival are at, are at each other again. It's back and forth now, and the club managed to get the to get the Revival back-to-back -back and shove them into each other, and their heads smack together. Gallows and Anderson each take one of the Revival and roll them up for a pair of twos. They toss Dawson out of the ring long enough to hit Dash with the boot of doom and follow it up with a magic killer for good measure, but Dawson's back in to break it up. They toss Dash aside, boot of doom and magic killer for Dawson, and that gets the club to win, and the New Day are shown backstage looking concerned as we go off the air. Looking concerned. I'm I'm concerned. Well, if you recall, the club were a huge threat to them. Yeah. In recent, in I'll say recent months, but not very recent. They remind me of an infamous club from Japan. I had something that I wanted to bring up, but I forgot. Do you remember what segment I had you do it? No. Fuck! It wasn't that long ago. Nope. Shit. All right. Good episode, man. Thank Fucking you. For writing it last minute. Yesterday you did it? Last night. I did wow. it all last night. It's a lot of work you did there. So, uh, all right, here we go. Get ready. Get ready. I don't know how we're going to follow up. Oh, that's what I want to say. You might as well have said, what a contest. You stole my bit. <laughs> I did not. You stole it. 
All right, fucking. Which which match was what a contest? I don't remember. Oh, maybe I was thinking of that in my mind. <laughs> you're like you're, you're you're listening. You're like, wow, what a contest! What a contest! Put myself over, brother. All right, get ready, cause here here I come. If you want a recap of this, you gotta listen to last week's episode, cause I don't remember. Uh, you should actually listen to all of them. A good start, a good jumping off point is episode 206, edited by no other than Rich the Riz. No lip smacking for all you lip smacking fetishists, 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 fetishists out there. Uh, okay. So, last week, there was a conversation between Angelo Dawkins and Kane, and it was about the monumental and exciting way that SmackDown would find the number one contender to Finn Balor's WWE Championship. And boy, Kane's mind was, it exploded. So now we're gonna, we're gonna find out because right now we're gonna take it to the stage. I have, I just gotten word that Angelo Dawkins is finally returned from his journey and he is going to address the SmackDown universe because this is the gold standard. You have an incredulous look on your face, Rich Is is everything okay? This is not incredulous. I am just interested in the story. Oh, interesting. You also, know? the fact that you're not reading anything. Very Are you off the doming the entire episode? This whole episode. Are you even rem- like remembering stuff from? That's crazy. Well, we we know my memory. Listen, is. Listen, let's give me a chance to fuck this up before we start jerking me off. All right, I will not jerk me off you. afterwards. I will all not right. jerk you off at all. <laughs> All right, what was that? (sighs) Smackdown. It is I, Angelo Dawkins, obviously, because I'm the one standing in the ring with this microphone, in case you guys forgot who I am. I am the general manager of this fine show. And I apologize for not being here last week. You know, last week, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Aleister Black... Alberto Del Rio, who isn't here tonight because he might be dead after what happened to him last week when he got, I think, choke slammed or put through a table or something. There was a no disqualification match. I wasn't here for that. He had steps thrown on him. And he had steps He had steps thrown on him. Rich Deriz remembers because he was paying attention to my show. Because I was like, holy shit, he might be dead again. He might be. So Del Rio's not here. So Superior, if you're out there, don't come out here, because if you do, Finn Balor, you will be stripped of your championship, Well, you, which you will be defending tonight, in, because Baron Corbin has requested his rematch tonight. So the winner of that match will be defending their title against the winner of the first ever Gold Standard SmackDown Exclusive Elimination Chamber of Doom. That's right. Of Doom. Today, we're going to have some qualifying matches. There's only going to be six participants because we use even numbers here. 
We don't do ridiculous things. And before Angelo Dawkins can finish his thoughts, out comes the Intercontinental Champion, Elias. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Elias. And I am your Intercontinental Champion. Elias, I'm in the middle of something here. Can't this wait until after I'm done? You know, Dawkins, I've been very polite to you and the rest of these people. I've been keeping my mouth shut, but let me tell you something. This Intercontinental Championship has been overlooked far too long. And I'm here to tell you that the first match of the night of this evening will be an intercontinental open challenge match. Because I am an artist and I'm going to perform tonight. I'm going to open this show because try, good luck. Good luck any match following Elias. Get ready to walk with Elias. All right, now, Elias, listen, I'm just going to finish here. You're going to have your match <laughs> with whoever, if anyone, wants to wrestle for the Intercontinental Championship. How dare you, Dawkins? This Intercontinental Championship is a prestigious title held by the likes of The Miz, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, probably. Uh,. The Honky Tonk Man. The Ultimate Warrior. I, I'm sorry, Elias. I, I don't need a history lesson. Let me do my thing here. <laughs> so there's going to be a series of matches, guys, to qualify for the smacked out Elimination Chamber of Doom. The Of Doom part was added by Kane. Uh, he's decided that every time someone gets slammed, fire. Will we'll raise up uh, on the sides. Don't worry. It's not in the chamber itself. It's for cool effects. <laughs> so I'm going to go. And Elias, the floor is yours. Angelo Dawkins leaves the bat, leaves the ring, shaking his head, wondering what the hell is happening to this place. It's supposed to be for gold standard. And we break to commercial. Bob Dylan. Paul McCartney. Michael Jackson. All these guys, they can't hold a candle to this man. Get ready for the debut solo album of the year. Catch These Hands by Broad Strowman. <laughs> Where you're going to find hits such as I'm Not Finished With You, Raised Arms, and many more. Catch these hands. Call now. Operators are standing by. Segment two. <laughs> Segment two. Elias is still in the ring and he can't believe what he's seeing here because he's supposed to be the, the music man here, but he just disregards it. It's probably parody or whatever. So who's ready to get an ass whooping from the Intercontinental Champion Elias. In the meantime, I'm going to play you guys a song when all of a sudden Kid Kayak's music plays. And it Kid Kayak is coming and he wants he wants a challenge. 
Did Dawkins put you up to this? Elias asked Kid Kayak, incredulous. Nope. I figure, open challenge. I'm open to a challenge. I'm going to fight you. And we'll see who's going to... Maybe I'll become the Intercontinental Champion. You've won like four matches since you've been here. And two of them were singles matches. You're going to... You come in here and you face me. But guess what? I'm not putting my title on the line against you. If you win this match, then you're going to be number one contender. And then you could fight me next week. Okay, well, that's bullshit. First of all, because you said open challenge and I was open. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm just going to, I'm just going to beat you. I'm just going to beat you. Listen, Kid Kayak, I'm Elias and I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna take it easy on you because you're Angelo Dawkins' homeboy, okay? Hey man, did you just call me his homeboy because Angelo Dawkins happens to be of the African American persuasion? No, 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 that's not what I meant. Stop trying to make this a thing. Oh, did I make you uncomfortable? Kid Kayak rushes to the ring because he wants to fight. And, and the bell, the bell rings. And boy, what a contest. <laughs> Kid Kayak and, and uh, Sam Elias fighting Elias. Elias, they, they, they're, they're in an exchange and they're, they're locking up and, and Kid Kayak swings Elias to the ropes and Elias hits Kid Kayak with a nice clothesline because he's good at those and they're brawling. It's back and forth. Mostly Kid Kayak getting his ass handed to him. When it's Liv Morgan again. She's out there, and, and she's she's got her hands on Elias's guitar, and Elias is he can't have it. He's looking over. He's like, you know that thing that the when the hard camera's looking at him, and he's he, you see him, and he's like, get away from my shit, and she puts it down, and then he turns around and to a paddle kick. Kid Kayak sits three count. Kid Kayak wins. And now he's got a number one contender. He's the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. And he has no idea what to make of this. <laughs> he, 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 uh, Liv Morgan enters the ring and Kid Kayak's like, can I help you with something? Did I do something good or when Liv Morgan kicks him in the ding dong, <laughs> Kid Kid Kayak doubles over, like he's just his spirit just left his body. And we're we're that's it for that segment, right? Dawkins needs to get a handle on that crazy lady. Yeah, that bitch is crazy. Are you gonna leave this part in? Yep. All right. So then, Not like I mentioned, really. did yeah. you did you hear that? Uh, um, they're actually releasing an Elias album on iTunes. I'm so glad that I have iTunes. <laughs> I can listen to it. Yep. Without paying for it. Alright, so we're gonna have John Cena. You should be qualified, right? Yeah. John Cena versus Luke Harper. Yeah, 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 yeah. John Cena versus Luke Harper for the first spot in the Elimination Chamber match. By the way, the winners of each match 
say this because this is the first round. You win the first round. Guess what? You're number one. All right. So either Cena or either Cena or Harper will be the okay. first entrance into the elimination. Hmm. So Luke Harper versus John Cena, and boy, what a contest! <laughs> John Cena does his moves of doom. Luke Harper, he does a leg somewhere. He does that discus clothesline. He puts his hands up in the air with the crazy eyes. Might have did a thumb to the eye. John Cena puts him in the STF. But wait. But wait. Luke Harper reaches the ropes. Luke Harper fighting back. Battling back. John Cena battling back. It's uh, back and forth here, ladies and gentlemen. When... Luke Harper takes John Cena down. He's got him. Cena's on his knees. And Luke Harper's got him. He's working the trapezius muscle. <laughs> he's got his hands in, in, in there. He's Cena's like, ah! And then Luke Harper's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cena's like, yeah, I'm not gonna. And then John Cena works his way up. And he does th- those elbows to the, to the abdomen. And Luke Harper's selling like a mad dog. And when John Cena... Gets him with the AA. And John Cena goes for the cover. What a maneuver. Kicks out Luke Harper really wants to be in the Elimination Chamber match. And then Luke Harper hits another discus clothesline. Proves to be too much. And in a surprising upset, Luke Harper is the first entrance into the Elimination Chamber of Doom. Rabadoo? Rabadoo. Huh. Can you believe it? Wow. I bet you guys weren't expecting that one. What was that, segment three? Yeah. All right. Segment four. We're in Superior's dressing room. Do you believe that guy? He's decided that I can't come out when I want to. Well, guess what? He's got another thing coming. Because when I shove Baron Corbin's teeth down his throat tonight... That's another chance there that he's not going to take my championship away from me, guys. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Finn Balor. Because it's me, Seth Rollins, your friend. And also on Superior. Because once tonight, me and Aleister Black, because we're a tag team, we're going we're gonna to beat Randy Orton and Roman Reigns for those tag team championships next week. Because it's not this week. We don't get it this week because... You know, you're defending your championship. Alistair Black is just sitting. He doesn't say anything. Yeah, you're right, Alistair Black. I miss Del Rio, too. Maybe he'll come back. We did rescue him from those cannibals, but still steps on the chest. That's 300 pounds, man. Yeah. Don't worry about Del Rio. If he's strong enough to come back, then he's strong enough to be on Superior. Otherwise... He's out, and he can hit the bricks, as far as I'm concerned. I'm concentrating on beating the holy hell out of Baron Corbin and getting him out of my face. We're back at ringside, and it's another qualifier for the Elimination Chamber Match of Doom. This time, it's... Why does this happen? Sami Zayn versus (laughs) The Miz. And boy, not much of a contest. Sami Zayn is not going to my fucking elimination chamber because <laughs> he's a piece of shit. Fuck Sami Zayn. 
fuck Sami Zayn. Because The Miz is awesome. And The Miz is the second participant in the Elimination Chamber match. Which doesn't mean he's in there second. No, 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 no. No. It's random after that until... Numbers 2, 3, 4, and 5 are random. Number 1 goes in first, and number 6 will be the final entrance. To make it more exciting for the winner of that match. Okay. Right. So, alright, we got that. Okay. Not, not enough woman love here. Okay. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, woman love. Yeah, woman love. So... We got, we're going to start this with uh, Becky Lynch and Angelo Dawkins' office. Becky, please, just give me a chance here to explain. I know that you weren't pinned or submitted by Nia Jax. So you, you have, you deserve a match against Nia Jax for the Women's Championship. But I can't just give it to you because... Even though you didn't win that match, I mean, even though you didn't lose that match, you didn't win that match. So you're going to have to earn it. And you're going to have a match right now against Alexa Bliss, Paige, and Natalia in a fatal four way to, to be the, the, the next victim. I mean, the, num- <laughs> the number one contender for Nia Jax Women's Championship. So get out there because they're waiting for you. And waiting they are. She's the only one that got music. Becky Lynch is straight fi- fired up. She's going in there. And before the bell even rings, she gets in there. Paige and Natalia and Alexa Bliss. Are, they're, they're fighting it out when Becky Lynch joins the fray. And boy, what a contest. Because <laughs> they pair off Paige and Becky Lynch fighting at each other while Natalia and Alexa Bliss also fight at each other. And then they switch dance partners, in which case Becky Lynch submits Alexa Bliss with the disarmor. And there you go. It's official. Not official, because I'm going to do a contract signing next week. The contract signing next week. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to listen to this while I write my next episode. Becky Lynch is going to is gonna fight Nia Jax at Bookermania for the Women's Championship. Nia Jax, not impressed. But everyone else is, because she's straight fire. All right. That's good. Holy shit. The spreadsheet's updating. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, can you put Luke Harper and uh, the other guy that I put that in there? The Miz. Thank you. Great. And Okay, good. Alright, great. So now this is another qualifier for the Elimination Chamber of And in a surprise, it's Triple H versus Mark Henry, 
Triple H is in the Elimination Chamber. All right, what a contest. <laughs> uh, I'm having so much fun with this. Okay. I'm going to break this up a little bit. All right, so number four. Uh, the fourth uh, chamber qualifying match is next. Is going to be uh okay. I got this. Are you all right so far? Does this make sense to you? Yes. Okay, great. So we're in Angelo Dawkins' office again. Randy, Roman, you guys are the tag team champions. You guys got to get it together. I can't have Aleister Black and Seth Rollins as tag team champions. That's going to give Superior too much power. Because I don't even know if Baron Corbin's even at 100% to beat Finn Balor. Look, Dawkins, Roman says... There's got, I've got a way for us to settle this. Why don't you let me and Randy fight it out tonight? Let us be in the Elimination Chamber qualifier. If I lose, fine. I lose. But it's time to see who the better man is in this tag team. What? Hey, Roman. I've been wrestling. I've been in this business for mad years, dude. My dad was a wrestler. My daddy's dad was a wrestler. I'm not going to sit here and let you insult me because all it takes is one RKO from out of nowhere. And I could turn anything into an RKO. Well, you better try. You're going to try turn it into an RKO because I'm going to go to the elimination chamber and I'm going to beat you. Wait, I'm going to win the elimination <laughs> chamber and then I'm going to beat Finn Balor's ass and I'm going to be the champ. You're not going to be the champ. I'm going to be the champ. Not only am I going to be the champ, I'm going to be the tag team champion. No, I'm the tag team champion. Guys, that's not your thing. That's not your thing. <laughs> Sorry, Kane. Alright, so it's settled then. Get out there. Winner goes onto the elimination chamber. No hard feelings and you guys should have things settled to defend your titles against superiors Seth Rollins and Aleister Black. And and boy, what a contest this is going to be. Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton. Roman Reigns, he's got, he does his moves. Uh, Samoan drop. That powerbomb he does that never wins a match. Uh, Superman punch. Not enough. Randy Orton Turns it into an RKO. And Randy Orton has made it to the Elimination Chamber match. And and Roman Reigns and Randy Orton, they shake hands. But wait, the handshake's lasting a little bit too long. When Roman Reigns pulls Randy Orton in for a big hug. This gets you emotional when two athletes can just hug each other. And just respect. That's that's a great respect showmanship. Whew, man, I'm touched by all of this. This 
this this announcer here that I'm making right now, he's he's touched by all of this that's happening. And no, by no means is this a pacing mechanism for me to figure out what I'm gonna do next because I know <laughs> what's next. And what's next is gonna it's gonna shock you because it's hold on, one the shock three, master. <laughs> it's the fifth qualifier and it's Cesaro versus Bray Wyatt. Mm. And because Cesaro wanted Bray Wyatt, mm-hmm. and he's going to get Bray Wyatt because one of them is going to qualify for the Elimination Chamber matchup. Dude. All right. So, boy, what, what, a, what, a, what a contest. Bray Wyatt and Cesaro, they wrestle a lot. And for some reason, Cesaro is using a lot of more technical moves and, and, and stuff. And he does that suplex move where you're on the apron and things. And Bray Wyatt, he did that battering ram thing that he does. And boy, what a maneuver. And, and then Cesaro, he does not give a fuck about that shit. Cause Bray Wyatt tries to do that spider walk thing and gets kicked right in the fucking teeth. That's a stupid move. <laughs> Stop doing that shit. And then, when all of a sudden, Dolph Ziggler, the poor Dolph Ziggler, attacks Cesaro. This causes a disqualification for Bray Wyatt. Cesaro's in the Elimination Chamber match of Doom. Bray Wyatt just starts laughing. And Dolph Ziggler just starts laughing. And it and it just fade, fades away. What the fuck is going on with these guys? It's just crazy. It's weird. I don't even know what's going on with these guys. I know. I know. <laughs> Backstage area. Uh, Kid Kayak is in the trainer's room, icing his balls. The trainer's like, "You got to keep pressure on it, man, or else they're gonna they're gonna swell up like balloons and and explode." Where did you get your degree? <laughs> Don't even worry about it. And, and he leaves. When and when Liv Morgan ap- approaches, please don't hit me again. <laughs> I I can't. I'm in a lot of pain. Congratulations. You're the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> I don't know. I think you're interesting. And she leaves. Kid Kaya doesn't know what the fuck to do. Next segment. Uh, let's see. So, this is the final. Yep. And just a reminder to everybody, the winner of this match is the final entrance into the Elimination Chamber match. Getting a huge advantage. Speaking of huge advantage, the first participant is this man. He wants a microphone because he's got something to say. Well, WWE Universe is me, Big Cass. And I'm seven feet tall. And you can't teach that. Let me tell you, I'm going to win the Elimination Chamber match. I'm tough and I'm too dumb to know when I'm hurt. And guess what? 
you're not going to be able to stop me, whoever my opponent is that Angelo Dawkins is yet to tell me he's going to be. I'm going to wait for you and there. Um, his opponent is... The Ayatollah of Rock and Roller, Chris Jericho. Break the wall down. Jericho. For those who like the rock, fuck the butt. I'm no punk. Jericho. Break down the walls of Jericho. Fuck the wall. All right, so I guess he's taking his time getting to the ring. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's taking his time. Not in a pacing mechanism for me because I know what the fuck I'm doing. Ah, Jericho's just rocking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Jericho and his experience is way too much for Big Cass. Where Big Cass goes for his stupid big boot, he gets caught in the ropes, and Chris Jericho hits the code breaker on his big stupid fucking back. And his pepperoni nipples. He's on his back. Chris Jericho is in with a huge, huge, huge advantage. Huge, huge advantage. What segment was that? It wasn't him. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Because <laughs> it's time for the main event of the evening. I'm Bruce Buffer. And that's all I was paid to say. Thank you, Angelo Dawkins. I'll take my check. <laughs> God damn it. Angelo Dawkins says, I'm going to beat the holy hell out of Baron Corbin tonight. Because Finn Balor's decided that instead of his music, he's going to talk shit on his way out. Nice. And his, as champion, he has chosen to come out first. I've come out here with a prediction for all of you. Get ready for a superior prediction. I'm going to walk myself down to that ring right now. I'm going to enter the ring. I'm going to hand my title to this lovely lady with ample bosom. I'm going to stand here. Baron Corbin's going to come out here with his thinning hair. And his out of shape body. Which is why he always has to wear a shirt. Look at these. Look at this 8-pack I have. Look at these pecs. This is a man who works out. Finn Balor looks like he's carved out of marble. Baron Corbin looks like he was carved out of Play-Doh. And Lego. I should know. I have a collection. <laughs> Before Finn Balor could finish his trash talk. Baron Corbin's music hits. Do, 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 do. Oh, it's different now. You don't know I've got some music. You don't know the... That's the melody. Worse, I bring the darkness. I like put under the... I really like this song and I'm fucking I it up. I just want you guys to know I'm totally sober for this. Just for the record, in case anybody was like, what the fuck? Is wrong with this guy? What's That's in what's that wrong. cup? <laughs> what's wrong is I'm fine. 
Uh, boy. What a contest. <laughs> Until Superior starts to make their way down there. And they don't even get involved. Because the distraction is enough. For Ben Finn Balor to beat Baron Corbin. And retain his WWE Championship. I'm sorry Baron Corbin. You deserved a better outing than that. But you were just too much for... Uh, you fell for the oldest trick in the book. The old guys walking down the ramp and not even touching you. You know, it just <laughs> even the mightiest fall to that. Uh, yeah, that's it. Nice. That was the uh, open mic style. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed it because I did. I enjoyed making it. So how long did it take you to... Did you literally just come up with the entire thing off the top of your head right now? Or... Had you put any thought into it previously to sort of map it out in your head a little? I uh, I remembered that I said I was coming up with a monumental way to pick a number one contender. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I really gave thought to was that I had to do a commercial in late night TV style for Bronx Golden's album. Great. Everything else was just... So was I right that that was the best segment in a very very long time? Yeah, it was. That was great. Which doesn't say much about what they're doing. Because I'm like, this is funny because Braun Strowman doesn't know how a bass works. I guess. <laughs> and he sings well. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I love. How fuck I should have put a put the duet in there with Alexa Bliss. Let's go all the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. I love how Braun Strowman is truly emerging as this all around entertainer. Yeah. This is excellent. It is. I am true I am looking forward to the future of Braun Strowman. Listen, uh, admittedly I couldn't stand him when he showed up at that SummerSlam. And beat up uh, the tag team of uh, Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns. I hated that. And for a while, I, as soon as he lost the fucking sheet mask. And they broke him away from Bray Wyatt. And he got his little program with Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. He grew on me. Yeah, because he was allowed to show. To, to put whatever personality he wanted to into his character. Rather than just. Being a Wyatt pawn. Yeah, and the fact that he should never shave because he looks like a baby. <laughs> this is it. Braun Strowman is the next Big Show. Because Big Show was a great all-around entertainer, I too. feel like Braun Strowman could be could surpass the Big Show. I don't Possibly. think he's the next Big Show, I feel like. Because Big Show, his condition, I think it's like a medical condition why he's so big. Yeah, actually, Strowman, I think Strowman just had... No, that was um, Lars Sullivan. Um, yeah, it was a pituitary thing. Yeah, but Braun Strowman is like... That's the way he is. Like, nothing. Like, he's just a big fucking Well, guy. that could be pituitary also. I mean, Is it? I don't know. I think he's a fucking Viking. <laughs> I think he's fucking... He's half Viking, bro. He could be half Viking, but either way, I mean... He's a big dude. I'm just saying, like, he might be more durable than the big show. The key will be... Because... Because really what 
fucked up big show the last, I want to say, the last five, six, seven years of his career was The Revolving Door. Shonan the Barbarian. That No, that wasn't the best. <laughs> the Revolving Door of Heel Face, Heel Face. It was terrible. And that killed his credibility. You, I don't, I think whatever they're, whatever this fucking project with Roman Reigns they're doing, <sighs> it's naturally working with Strowman is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't shoved in your face. Mm-hmm. It's like, here he is. Like, he'll lose, but it's like, you so fucking scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brock Lesnar punched him in the face, yeah. and he's okay. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, God damn it. I know. Fucking shut your alarm off, you fuck. <laughs> you fucking asshole out there. It's a three-minute rule in New York. <laughs> it's a three-minute rule out here in New York City. Finn Balor doesn't care for your disrespect, <laughs> you piece of shite. Anyway. But yeah, I think, and it was true, we, we talked about it at the time, losing to Brock with taking after taking only one F5 didn't hurt him. No, not at all. Because he's still this massive guy. He's a massive guy. He's got a He's got a great personality, and he's just fucking entertaining. And if he shaved, he'd look like a baby. Woo! That, that segment was great. Um, I know you didn't watch NXT this week. Nope. But, um, but there's one there's one segment I want to talk about. This is interesting. Alistair Black came out and he said he's ready. You know, he's done this, done that, blah blah blah. And now it's time for him to get a shot at the NXT Championship. Right. And Killian Dane came out and challenged, yeah, and challenged Alistair Black to a match at TakeOver. Does the winner get a number one contenders match? I don't Fun. know. Uh, Regal hasn't said anything. Yeah, because yeah. like, what are you making the rules now? Come on, pal. But, come on, I mean, come on. Fucking, they're two beasts. It's kind of weird. All right, it's fine, I guess. And then, uh, and also, like, really, they're both faces, so that's also I think Alistair Black is a gray guy. I feel like he can be anything. Oh, he can. You just like him. You know? He hasn't done anything heelish. He's never cheated. I think he's just a guy that likes to fuck people up. That's and my... And he's really good at it. That's my take on it. So, you th- So you think he's... Uh, I think if I think if he fucked up a face that wouldn't make him a heel that would just make him somebody who wants to fuck people up okay I don't watch NXT as much as you do but that's just what I get off of it and the sanity guys are just nuts so I'm just taking it from his music Mm -hmm. he says no man is ever truly good and no man is ever truly evil Mm -hmm. so I think that's where he exists in the middle there. Do you think? I I mean maybe, I don't I think that's giving the writers too much credit. Maybe. But that's how I'd write him, and that's how he is in Superior. Notice he barely says anything. I mean, like TNA did that for the longest time, but they would do it for like all the talent. Which, yeah, it's no good, man. Right, no good. You need you need some color. Yeah. 
is good. I'm trying to think, man. I don't... SmackDown was... Uh... Oh, yo, do you see the Mixed Mask Challenge? Yes. What the fuck? I... What did Bailey do? I don't know. She pissed somebody off. Because she's Lana's first main roster victory. I think first victory. I don't think Lana had matches in NXT. Not televised, at least. First victory period. At Bailey's expense. It looked clean to me. Did I miss something? Clean enough. Lana didn't cheat. There was no actual cheating. There was distraction. I mean, Lana and Rusev, they match. Lana is the best. Yeah. Lana number one. All right. Fuck it. Whatever. Oh, are you excited about Ronda Rousey signing her contract at the Elimination Chamber? Like, oh my god, I can't wait like, to watch her sign some paper. I was surprised it didn't get its own network special. <laughs> the making of the Ronda Rousey contract signing. Look, watch as we show you the papers themselves. The pen. Will we see the pen that she will use? Will somebody fuck her shit up? Will Randy Orton shit in her pen? Will Randy Orton RKO Ronda Rousey from out of nowhere? <sighs> <laughs> exactly. I say this now, but then she's gonna be wrestling like you, Ronda Rousey, bro. No, fuck that. Give me a chip. I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt. This is all on WWE. I believe her when she says she's a fan. Yes. And she, if she's willing to work and give back, and can handle losing a scripted match, then fine. Yes. Uh, I don't want her to fucking put Stephanie over. I don't want this to be about Stephanie, but I I'd rather don't want her to. I certainly don't want her to fucking beat Oscar. Keep her away from Oscar, and we're, we're, we got no problems. Or let her make Oscar look good. Let her, let Ronda build herself up with everyone else. Fucking like Alicia Fox. I think uh, he's uh, out with a tailbone injury. He'll be back. Yeah, tailbone. Uh, fucking Natalia. This one, that one, whatever. <laughs> Tamina. Tamina's out with fucking whatever. Whoever. I don't care. And then, just said a thing on that. It's I know. I know. I know. I'm just saying fucking names that are in my head. And then have her lose to Oscar. Yeah. Oscar could beat everybody. Fuck it. Let Oscar beat Stephanie McMahon too. I want every woman on the roster to be beat by Oscar. Yeah. You know what? Let her retire undefeated. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> the, only way, the only way that. I mean, once she gets the title, which she will, the only way for her to lose it would be in a triple threat match or more, and she has to not get pinned or submitted. Yeah, here's what you do. It has to be someone else. She gets the belt. You let her beat Nikki Bella's reign also, since Nikki's pretty much out the door. And then, fine. Then you can beat her. And I don't you, care. And you know what would be awesome? If they do it the way they did in NXT Cross comes. Okay. That'll be a great feud. Yeah, it would be. Oh, show. I can't think of... I'm trying to... It's all such a mess. Oh, like... They tried a little bit to use the top ten on SmackDown, like, storyline-wise. Yeah. With the whole, like, uh, Randy Orton, you know, 
being disrespected and Jinder Mahal bringing that up. Right. And Bobby Roode. Trying to stir the pot, which is interesting. I I like that, actually. I thought that was a good thing. I'm glad I didn't forget about that. Because, uh, you know, as much as I shit on the product, I like to mention the good stuff. Um, it's interesting how Daniel Bryan was okay with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn beating the shit out of Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler before their matches. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Like it's like he didn't even care because Daniel Bryan is heel. I don't he's, know if he's a heel. Though. He's turning at minimum. He's turning heel. That's what it looks. Like. He's obviously favoring the heels. But it's like, I don't get why he's riding Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's dick. Like, I, think, I don't get it. I think it's what Shane said. He sees a lot of himself in both of them because they took the same path. They worked the indies forever. Yeah, but Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn suck. Daniel Bryan's great. Owens doesn't suck. He's not as good as Daniel Bryan. No, but Owens doesn't suck. Alright, that's your opinion? Yeah. And that's my opinion. And they, I'm glad we agree on Sami Zayn. Okay, I'm glad we agree. I'm glad we agree. Zane saying, hey. is a good worker. He's a good. He's a good hand. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a good solid worker. That's like good. we're 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 the workers of the podcast world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, or we're, we're gonna critique. Yeah. What else? Let me take a look at my notes. What else? Sure, happened? man. The Dolph Ziggler return is stupid. Yeah, it's really good again. It's the it's the record scratching silence. He walks out, and then his same old music hits. Why? It's stupid. Oh, the end of Raw. What happened? Finn and Seth both pinning Bray at the same time. And then both in the chamber. So that was a seven man chamber. Yeah, that's why I mentioned that we don't do odd numbers. No. <laughs> so I'm guessing it'll start as we start with three men in there. And then the four pods. Maybe, yeah. Because it doesn't make sense to fucking have to build an entire new chamber. And just for that, they should have Seth Rollins and Finn Balor out. Yeah. They should be two of the first three in there. Yeah. I I felt like I feel like the elimination chamber was six guys plus John Cena. Just in different order. Yeah. That's how I feel. Hmm. But I was thinking for your chamber. If you're gonna do something like that, the way you did it, what I would have, what I would have done, would be like a, uh, a beat the clock challenge. Whoever wins the fastest is last. Second fastest is next to last, and blah 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 all the way down. Whoever has the slowest victory is in there first. I have a storyline way how I'm doing it. Okay. So, cause Luke Harper's first. I figured there was something to that. Yeah, Luke Harper's first. For a reason, and who's last again? Oh, fucking Chris Jericho. He's old. Dwayne Athlaw the rest of the match is going on. Don't worry, it's gonna be entertaining. <laughs> I believe it. You don't have to convince me. Yeah. Anywho, is that it? Yep. All right. Hey guys, thanks a lot for every time you come here, you listen to this. Uh, next week is predictions for the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. So, who do you got? Hashtag at Richter is. I don't know. Sure. Okay. All right.
We've reached the end of this exciting episode of the Basement Bookers podcast. And both Rich Deriz and Basement Jair really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, feel free to leave a five-star review for us on iTunes. You can catch us on Stitcher and wherever podcasts are available. Feel free to check out the Basement Bookers Facebook page. Head over to Twitter if you want to contact us directly. It's the best way. Rich Deriz... R-I-C-H-T-H-E-R-I-Z and Basement Jer. It's like Basement Jerk, but you take out the K. Thanks for listening, everybody. And the match of life is scheduled for one fall, so make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the bookers!